Sports Professor Rick Harrow, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal-making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. Getting bigger every week. Thanksgiving, a lot to be grateful for, including sports rebounding post-pandemic faster than ever before. So let's look at the deal-making issues. Three to one. Three. Louisiana off to a great start in their sports betting. Far exceeded what we expected, said the people who were involved with La Berge Casino and others. State sportsbook and gaming officials know that the rebound is happening quickly. Most of the money goes to the state general fund. 10% to local governments. A lot of revenues reported to go to fund early education. The real success of education is starting early with children. The folks who are involved in the betting and casino organizations said it's significant going to early childhood education. And with online sports betting starting early next year, early education Louisiana should be well-funded. That's deal-making issue number three. Two. Trailblazers star C.J. McCollum secured a crypto sponsorship with StormX, crypto rewards company and jersey patch sponsor of the Portland Trailblazers announced a partnership with the team star guard, C.J. McCollum. As brand ambassador, he'll take part in Storm X events hosted at Portland's Moda Center and appear in marketing content for the company. Users can get cash back in the form of Bitcoin and Ethereum by making purchases with retail partners of Storm X, including brands such as Nike, eBay, Adidas, Sonos, and Macy's. The company's mobile app, has more than 4 million downloads and has given more than 4 million in crypto this year. Cryptocurrency companies have infiltrated the NBA sponsorship arena through venue naming rights, deals with the Miami Heat, Lakers, and Clippers, as well as the league's partnership with Coinbase. The Trailblazers McCollum, the latest high-profile athlete to ink an individual deal with fellow shooting specialist Stephen Curry, joining Tom Brady and Shohei Otani as athletes to have equity in crypto exchange FTX. One. Now number one, NBC Sports and the Premier League extend their broadcasting partnership through the end of the 2027-28 season. The Premier League exclusively broadcasts games in the United States with NBC. The new six-year deal begins to start at the end of next season, and all 350 games each season broadcast. Richard Masters, Premier League CEO, said delighted to announce the partnership. NBC Sports significantly strengthened the popularity of the league in the U.S., as we know, through its fantastic coverage and promotion, said Masters. The league has been shown exclusively on NBC Sports since the start of the 2013-14 season, and the arrangement will see a partnership run into its 15th year. Leads us to an interesting intersection between sports, civility, debate, eloquence, organized thought. And frankly, the sports debate piece with the Premier League is an interesting segue as well. Florida Sports Debate Advisory Council created under the initiative of the, of the Florida Debate Initiative, and the state of Florida very significant with a grant of the Marcus Foundation 
understanding the tie between sports, civility, and the control of organized thought. Governor DeSantis started the mandate. Richard Corcoran, the Secretary of Education, went to the next level, creating and implementing the plan. He said, believing the debate is best example of what a great society should be, passionate but civil disagreement, producing constructive and empathetic citizens, and then the sports tie. Great debates over prominent questions in sports captured the attention of Americans and citizens all over the world over the last century, playing a huge part in everyday life and serving as a common language, even between strangers. The commissioner said, well, I'm lucky enough to be involved in this program and successful in high school and college debate as well as junior high, but the connection with sports and debate basically debuted at the National Civics and Debate Championship hosted in Orlando last weekend, weekend of November 12, and under the direction of Chairwoman Tara Tedrow, the debate initiative, national championship, and the sports debate component continues to flourish. Bottom line is, this is an unexpected positive tie and we understand all sports, especially during Thanksgiving, celebrating leadership, education, and all of those issues. Tara Tedrow, very important Lowndes partnership, Lowndes Law, real estate attorney by practice, but the chairperson of this effort. Let's hear what she says. And by the way, after that, the first debate extemp sports champion, Sebastian Santana uh, from Miami, He'll tell us what he thought, and ironically, his topic is about soccer in the U.S., coming back to deal-making issue number one, NBC Sports in the Premier League. Sports, debate, another significant tie. Here's Tara. The master lady of all of this, shareholder in Lounge Law, and a three-time national debate champion, Tara Tedrow. Hey. Hey, Rick. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it very much. We just finished an incredibly successful national championship, the inaugural national championship as well. Gratifying to see these kids. And the interesting thing is it's not just high school kids. It's junior high school kids. Talk a little bit about how it started, Marcus Foundation, Corcoran, the whole history. Sure. So I graduated from Celebration High School as a three-time national debate champion, state of Florida debate champion, ranked number two speaker in the country, went on to a uh, Wake Forest University as a presidential scholar for debate, then went on to law school, kind of an obvious career that most people have when they do start in debate. And I tell you that not to brag about my past or make you think that I desperately need a hobby, but I attribute all of my personal, professional, and academic success to my background in competitive debate in those four years of high school. And so for 16 years since graduating, which is older than some of the kids who are competing this weekend. Uh, I've spent those 16 years working in debate in one form or fashion. In 2012, when I came back to work at Lowndes Law out of law school, I teamed up with Beth Eskin, who was then the coach of Timber Creek High School, a nationally acclaimed program. And the two of us realized that a lot of schools I was competing against just years prior no longer had debate programs, including the school I won three national championships for. So we got together and said, we will fund, we will put together, we will train, we will create debate back in all of these schools to make sure that there are sustainable long-term programs. And with the generous donation from the Marcus Foundation, with the work of Richard Corcoran, with Governor Ron DeSantis, as well as with the help of the Florida Department of Education, 
Foundation and the Florida Education Foundation, we were able to take my organization and Beth's organization called the Central Florida Debate Initiative, incorporate it into a nonprofit entity to be a statewide debate initiative, and then we created, all these acronyms are the same, the Florida Civics and Debate Initiative, and that is a standalone program that is now bringing debate to schools and middle schools all over the state of Florida. So in just about one year, we've gone from working with dozens of programs to over 161 new schools in over 45 school districts in the state of Florida, and we are going to make Florida the number one state for civics and debate in the country. And if we're thinking of more acronyms, (laughs) the Florida Civics and Debate Sports Initiative, we've talked about for a little while, and it's very clear that the 160,000 high school students who are debating around the country don't have the benefit of anything other than, you could call them contemporary, but broad policy topics. And our collective idea has been to take sports and integrate it into this. Sports is cool. People agree to disagree. People hug it out. And after this first day, proof of concept, there are a lot of people really excited about talking about sports and actually having it as part of this overall process, right? That's absolutely right. Rick, I like to think that we had a lot of brilliant ideas ourselves in in the debate community, but you were the one who really turned us on to bringing sports debate and sports extemporaneous speaking as a competitive event for middle schoolers and high schoolers. And it just makes sense. People talk about sports every single day. They dedicate their weekends and their evenings to watching these events. So why not have these competitive activities based around topics that they are already so familiar with? Yeah. And, of course, it's a two double-edged sword. We understand how important this stuff is, but how diverse it could be. We had topics in this presentation ranging from is the GOAT Tom Brady or Michael Jordan, where there's no right answer, but as long as you bring it, you got to bring some stats to NIL, should college athletes be paid, anything in between. The finals, I guess, there are a bunch of soccer questions, and the kid that won talked about how Messi's going to win another World Cup. Really interesting stuff, and these kids had more passion than you could possibly imagine. They absolutely did, but the skills are transferable between any type of topic. So whether we're talking about foreign or domestic affairs or we're talking about sports, when you're preparing to be a competitive speech and debate student, you have to have critical thinking skills, you have to be able to read and write and be able to analyze information, and then you have to be able to present it in a coherent, well-reasoned format and persuade an audience and speak in a way that you can garner enough points to win a round. So all of those skills, no matter the topic, are exactly as beneficial, which is why I'm so excited that we can broaden the type of student base that we can attract to our debate activities. And now that proof of concept has been established, the next step starts. We've had conversations and we'll get commitments from all of the major league teams in Florida, the NASCARs, the facility people, and then the understanding of national leagues that appreciate Florida and what they're doing. So we got some people who are committed to that, some of the big corporations. Obviously, the critical thought leaders coming together and realize the business advantages of putting this all together as well. Huge business advantages. I think one of the problems right now uh, with social media, the use of cell phones, is a lack of communication skills. Those verbal skills are so critically important and we don't see people learning them enough so when we can bring these type of activities i guarantee you come watch one of our debate events and you will have a room full of speaker future innovators future thought leaders future politicians and business owners these kids are absolutely compelling and so i'm excited because we are going to bring the folks that are going to run the exact businesses that we hope will come on and be sponsors for us so the sponsor piece you've just heard the pitch now if you're an athletic director and you're at a high school and you have some kids who are athletes, but we're approaching them from the whole sports and debate concept, what's the pitch to them? 
Well, the pitch is that you need these types of skills to be learned for every student. My dream would be that it's a requirement to graduate high school that you have to participate in speech and debate in some format or another. So whether you are an athlete, whether you've never watched an athletic event or participated in one in your life, the type of profound benefits you can get from competition and speech and debate is truly transformative. So everybody that listens to this podcast and my producers are saying, not another speech and debate one, but obviously this is more than that. They don't complain when we talk about the spelling bee. They don't complain when we talk about um, the uh, United States hammering the Russians in Iceland in chess. So, you know, what's the difference? The difference is that according to the studies we've seen, if you debate, you're going to have a 57-point increase in your SATs. And if you're going to debate, you're going to have a half a point increase in the GPAs as well. So it is a big deal. You just got to get the word out. Longitudinal research is very clear that those who participate in competitive high school speech and debate are more career and college ready, score higher on English and literacy tests, and they have better critical thinking skills. It is off the charts, the benefits that they will get. Again, even if they don't want to be a politician or a lawyer, you will still have incredible life skills from participating in these events. So for me, there's absolutely zero debate about it that everybody should participate in these activities. So I'm just glad you're giving us an outlet to try to pitch all the good work that we're doing here. Sebastian Santana, who won the Sports Extemp. By the way, the inaugural Sports Extemp ever in the history of the country. It's the Florida National Championship, but since nobody else has it, we're the real national champion. So really proud to be with you, and thank you very much for being here. But we're here as the award ceremony is breaking up. How is this whole idea of the National Debate Championship in Orlando and more specifically, the whole sports component feel to you. You excited about it? I mean, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I would want to see it not just like on a state level, but potentially even go into like a national level and have like actual national competitions where sports extend and steparaneous speaking is a main component. That would be really fun to see in the future because I, I mean, I had fun with the sports extemporaneous. It was super fun. I enjoyed every moment of it. Even, like, the boring parts that people can call, like, preparation, I found that, like, being fun and exciting. So, yeah, it was an exciting time every round. It's kind of funny because whether you're a lawyer or a politician or a doctor, preparation, some would say, is boring, but it is the key to success, as we know. And so give the audience an idea of where the topics you talked about. I know the final round was relative to... Messi and PSG, which is a particular soccer expertise that you shined in. But give us an example of some of the other topics over the last couple of days. Yeah, uh, some of the topics that I had was for football, it was, will the NCAA expand the college football playoffs by more than four teams? And another one was on basketball, was for which NBA team has the best chance to go and win the finals? But I've also seen other kinds of topics that are talking about sports medicines and different injuries all throughout, say, the history of football or the history of basketball or rule changes to go and help with injuries. So it's not just saying, you know, specific stats like, oh, which team is best or will this player do better now than they did before. It also has that kind of scientific method to it. So if you like sports medicine, it's also something else to have fun with with those topics. Well, and the evolution, as we know, I think, is that the whole idea of the Florida Civics and Debate Initiative was funded with the Marcus Foundation's initial dollars. And then we all decided to add sports because sports makes debate cool and debate makes sports more inclusive. And there's no better example than what we've talked about today. So 
Where do you think this is all going? I mean, you're going to be walking the halls of Christopher Columbus High, and everybody, they're going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to be nice to you. They're going to want to be in your space. <laughs> so, you know, what, what's, what's in the future? What are you looking forward to? I mean, I'm just looking forward to see what's going to happen with it, what's, like how it's going to go. I'm a very kind of go-with-the-flow kind of person, so I guess I'll see how it is. You know, I know everyone's reaction is going to be different. There's going to be people who are going to be wanting to talk to me more, people who, oh, you know, uh, like, let's go do this together or let's go do that. Like, I know there's going to be people like that. There may be people who just go up to me and say congrats and then that's it. You know, it's more of I'm kind of I'm trying to go with the flow. I'm not trying to overthink about what's going to happen in the future when it comes to people reacting to it. But I know either way, it's going to end up being a fun time. Mom and dad or sis are here. So dad's the agent mom guards over everything and sis keeps you humble if it's like any family i know that's exactly like it is so tell me doesn't have to be one word tell me what the best thing about the whole debate program has been in your life why is why is debate so important I like debate because it feels like I have a second family. Columbus always likes to preach brotherhood and, you know, that Columbus is a family, but debate seems like it's an even closer family. It's a closer relationship. You know, even though I've known some of these people for only like a year or a couple months, it feels like I've known these people for forever. You know, it's that kind of close bonds and that tight relationship that I know is going to make it not just my high school years fun, but potentially my college years fun and even past college. Well, so I guess... Here's the future. Here's the future question for mom and dad too, because they want to start figuring out what the bank account looks like. Are we going to be a lawyer? Are we going to be a politician? Are we going to be a journalist? Where are you in life, and what have you thought about doing? I mean, I've definitely thought at the beginning of my high school years, I was thinking maybe journalist, maybe lawyer, but now I'm strictly on going, like becoming a lawyer, and then from becoming a lawyer, going into politics and becoming a politician. So at the end, become a politician, but first off with a lawyer. That's kind of how my future, that's how I want to have it set up, and that's how I want to do my future. Again, Tara's goals and objectives coming to fruition, implementing the first of these national championships in Orlando, an incredibly successful event, and then the sports tie makes it even bigger. Well, let's do the Sports Tech Minute. MSG Sports and Entertainment announced a signature marketing partnership with Infosys. The deal is the official innovation partner of key MSG properties, Knicks, Rangers, MSG Garden Arena. The MSG Entertainment and the other and the company Infosys will create a digital command center inside the garden. And through the continuous production of data and analytics, the command center will provide on-site staff with enhanced real-time oversight of event operations. The valuable insight will allow MSG personnel to make immediate decisions to help deliver more efficient, seamless fan experience. It's also become the presenting partner of the concourse on the sixth floor, the suite level, and the ninth floor of the garden. Yet another example of a major marketing tech analytic company going to bat for a long-term sponsorship with a major facility. Finally, over Thanksgiving, bringing special attention to the Good Sports 5, Sports and Philanthropy. NFL fans set to receive commemorative NFT tickets for attending games. NFL said that 98% of fans use mobile tickets to enter preseason games, and this will just be another example of a positive bit of content on the app. 
Billy Epler looks to right the ship for the Mets, assign a four-year deal to become their GM. The bottom line is the Mets are an incredibly philanthropic organization. Let's hope they improve on the field. Russia's doping suspension from track and field continues into its seventh year. The concern about Russian anti-doping practices or non-practices, hopefully the Olympic movement gets them back. Penn National Gaming sends to, sets to fund STEM scholarships for HBCU students. They currently operate gambling properties in 20 different states, and this year's 58 scholarships were given to students from Norfolk State, Bowie State, Wilberforce, and other universities. And finally, pillow fighting at the next venture of the combat sports world, the Pillow Fight Championship, PFC, the first live pay-per-view event in Florida on January 29, Stevie Williams, the man with a dream to turn child horseplay into a professional combat sport. Quote, fighters don't like to get hurt. A lot of people want to see more competition and less blood. They just don't want to see the violence. Well, look, Thanksgiving holiday fast upon us. It is very interesting to end with something that emphasizes competition and decreases violence. Just like sports debate, emphasizing competition, decreasing disagreement, and increasing all the skills necessary for organized thought. Very important at this time of year for the holiday season. I'd like to thank Tara Tedro, Sebastian Santana, my wonderful right-hand man, Nick Nielsen, all the folks who helped put this podcast together, And all of you who listen and watch, here's to having a great holiday season. And join us next week when we continue to go inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. I'm the Sports Professor. See you next time.